0: It's the Collectors Club with Bryce, Michael, and I. I know a story of high strangeness or two. <laughs> Let's do this. Well,
1: hello everyone, and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host,
2: Bryce Johnson.
1: And back in town once again and joining us is our super producer,
0: Riley Bray.
1: Riley, you made it back just in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You weren't with us last week for Alex Kazemi. That's fine. (sighs) But there's two really good reasons that you're back when you're back. It's always good to have you back. First of all, I should say that.
0: It's good to be back. Good to be
1: back. It's good to have you back. Um, Good to have you back, buddy. Thanks, guys. But I realized, you know, we've been sort of celebrating five years of BCC all month long. uh, And November 15th, 2017, was the first episode that had Riley in it, episode number (gasps) one. And oh that was uh, basically a year ago to the day. This is November sixteenth, so
2: oh. really now it's officially
1: happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. now you're I, now we can celebrate our happy birthday yeah. with with Riley. So it's uh, the
0: Riley versary. That's our Riley versary.
1: Exactly. That's the um, way but, it
0: should be, man.
1: Oh. I'm super excited. We kind of. We mentioned it last week, but we we're holding out to have you back this week to get into, um, well, I also should say there's no guests this week. It's just the BCC boys celebrating their their fifth anniversary as a trio. Um, yeah. And we have lots to catch up on in terms of news stories that have been dropping over the past month. But really, the biggest news around here is this brand new cover art for bcc that that was created by our designer ryan smallman uh, w- we got to talk about this boys yeah. how amazing is this new piece
0: yeah i mean another level it's like this is definitely i mean there and there's been a lot of great art created for this show but this is far and away i'm getting into it. just the coolest thing i have ever seen my likeness a part of uh let alone you guys let alone a project i mean this is just like it's it's on another level beyond I could have ever hoped it to be. It's it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and 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 you know, l- listen. I love like Riley said there's so much amazing art uh into this show but having a you know with this new chapter for the for the podcast us being with wood elf and and sort of spreading our wings a little bit it it, it just means something different so it just hits a little different and it's fun seeing us all up there and there's so many fun Easter eggs to just delve your eyes into yeah. I think we should
1: delve in and look at some of these easter eggs and i wanted to add that one of the fun things and you know one of the goals when we started this show was getting meeting and connecting with artists who would make great art and they have and you know in the first five years of the show a lot of that amazing art came from our listeners and Mm -hmm. uh, ryan is someone new that we met through wood elf he's done stuff for their other shows um and so you know it was a little bit like oh, okay, well, you know, it's the first artist that we met that we weren't connected to, but we love his stuff so much, and he was such a pleasure to work with. He really took what we talked about that we love about the show and ran with it and listened to episodes, and I think he really came back with truly the epitome of not only what the show is about, but also sort of a celebration of all the art in a way, and certainly the logos that we've had the myriad of logos we've had since day one
0: mm-hmm. um
1: kind of brought it all together in a really special way um so i thought it'd be fun to like at least dive into the rainbow of cryptids that are on the cover here <laughs> oh, i think we should start so in the lower left hand corner of course we have you know Bryce Michael and Riley Riley is in a silver sexy silver spacesuit like, yeah. i want that space
0: suit like bad <laughs> you look so good in it you oh, you need like a like a wand with a crystal ball uh yeah you look you look hot man it, yeah, yeah it's, it's very like jimmy page like the the open chest also they made me totally ripped which i love <laughs> <laughs> And really nailed the cheekbones, really, really playing that up. So, uh, thank you, thank you for that. I Appreciate if it. If you
1: didn't want to f Riley before, you're going to want to f him now. I
0: mean. Car- cartoon version for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, that's all. You know, all of our first crushes were cartoons, right? Daphne from Scooby Doo, for example. Oh my right, right, yeah, sure. sure. Uh, I've uh, I am of course uh, representing the the ghostly uh, part of the show. I'm 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 sort of like the crypt keeper here uh with a hood up um for sure the least sexy one uh on the artwork but i kind of like it and i think it'll scratch some people's itches i don't know man
0: you got that little smirk that little raised eyebrow you got really really nice eyelashes come on i do eh?
1: have pretty i do have long eyelashes in real life and he really captured them and then we have bryce bryce's (laughs) costume is really funny because we pitched Well, we'll have just like we did over on the other side on monsters showdown three you know riley represented the the aliens ultra terrestrials i sort of represented the paranormal side and then of course we we're like bryce has to represent the bigfoot side the bigfoot hunters and we yeah. we're like let's have him in some like bigfoot gear like <laughs> tech and and like a flannel and bryce was
2: like no no absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not <laughs> I'm tied to this Bigfoot thing enough. I I don't represent the I I. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a different part of me. The 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 guy in the flannel with the te- Look, that's a part of Bryce, the but that is What's not a flannel? The, the, the flannel. You know, with the, what yeah. you were describing, but that's not Bigfoot Collectors Club Bryce, and the fans know it. And well, uh, the, the, the I Bryce was just saying here, we needed
1: we needed the Holy Trinity represented, but there right, there is right.
2: a, there's a third <laughs> Holy Trinity, which is yes. of course the occult. Uh, so, Yes. The occult esoteric sorcerer magic. I, you know, when Michael and I started this, we were like, what did, you know, let just one day to just to be old wizards is what we want. And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. yes, that yes. We goal. all just want to yeah. be old wizards. And so, uh, and so this, this, this fit more appropriately, um, what, what we wanted to put out. And I, I love it. This, this represents the paranormal to me.
1: This is the price that you're going to find in the backyard with backyard with his uh, with, garden yeah, gnomes with my
2: squirrels and my gnomes which and, of course and, there's and... <laughs> a gnome
1: poking out of this portal that we're all standing in. Yeah, um yeah. And and then we have Old Yellowtop, our our Bigfoot uh mascot is back. He's been with the exception of our very first logo, he's been yellow in most of our logos. Mm. Um he's a Bigfoot with a third eye and yeah, uh, we love him. That. He's great. He's got a very Marvel Comics man thing kind of going thing going about him. I like that he's not quite a traditional Bigfoot. Like there's sort of an alien interdimensional face in there. You know, so I dig that. He's our Bigfoot he's our mm-hmm. he's our sex <laughs>
2: most definitely he's so cool i want to get to know him and he's got his hands just lovingly uh wrapped around us there he appreciates what yeah. we're doing big hands um this, sh- <laughs> this should be called big hands collector club
1: Collectors Club. all right and then going around starting above the gnome bryce's garden gnome we have uh one of the robots from do you guys know what this is from That's the Cisco Grove, right? That's correct. The Cisco Grove robot that chased that hunter up the tree and tried gassing him asleep to fall (laughs) out of his tree. One of the weirder stories, I think, uh, Andy Rosen was the guest on that. And he's he's holding up a peace sign and wearing a Ghostbusters T-shirt. We have, of course, the alien making space pancakes above him.
2: Yeah, the mm-hmm. Joe Simington, uh Space Cakes case, mm-hmm. where uh, a UFO landed in this guy's backyard. Yep. Uh, they opened up a door, and they were making pancakes inside the UFO. They asked for water. He grabbed him some, and and they offered him a space cake, and they flew off and even had it tested by the FDA.
1: That's correct. And then we have next to him Mothman with a guitar and a rock and roll symbol, basically representing BJ and the Shadow Bats here.
0: That's yeah. so cool yeah mothman just ripping a solo on a bcc branded (laughs) guitar (laughs) and then we
1: have a kentucky goblin over on the other side of of uh bigfoot playing a switch of course a a nod to our animal crossing days i remember Um, that
2: that was so romantic that was such a fun time (laughs) i'm still playing by the way if anyone cares (laughs) still still <laughs> working on my island, like skull and bones he's just uh,
1: laid down low <laughs> uh and then just below him we have sam the Sandown clown uh playing with what else star wars action figures a stormtrooper yeah. and sasquatch or excuse me bigfoot or excuse Chewy. me chewbacca
0: <laughs> specifically one of the same I one of the same, one the same.
1: space bigfoot yeah. and uh of course we still have our 95 cent uh logo there uh that is, uh, what was CF? Now I can't remember what CF stands for. It's CFBCC Oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. Campfire Bigfoot Collector Camp Club. It's an old Campfire. Wow. Right. Ooh, that's cool. Right.
2: Campfire Media. Our old hat. Yeah.
1: And then just below him, we have Flatwoods Monster, one of my personal <sighs> favorites. Reading a comic book. I mean, how You're how much better does it get?
0: I'm getting a lot of joy just staring at this thing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I've just been I've just been staring at it and like zooming in on it and just zooming back out and looking at the whole thing together. How fun! I'm thrilled for it's, us, man. And I love how yeah. each panel also is separated by these lightning bolts, you know, so just the whole the composition of the whole thing feels like it's coming at you. It's just yeah, I don't know. He really like captured the essence of the show. He really sums it up.
1: Really did. We love it. Thank you, Ryan Smallman. It's fantastic, and you know that we will, uh, if not already, by the time this episode drops, we'll be slapping this on a t-shirt. So uh, oh, you know you there's going to be more, merch of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll mm-hmm. we'll be giving you some merch. Okay. Um. I have a big announcement for everybody. BCC is teaming up with the fine folks over at Pop C Lounge for another lime live stream show <laughs> uh this one's gonna Fuck be it, we'll do it
2: live it it's at Fuck
1: 9 p.m <laughs> eastern on friday december 9th okay get ready this is gonna be a holiday themed live show that you can watch from home it'll feature a very special guest and tickets can be purchased at popclounge.com. It's that easy. Go there. Thank you for out. this. Yeah.
2: I need um, a reason to dress up. My, my Halloween was a total fail. So I need I'm going oh, no. all out on this live thing. We didn't talk awesome. about this. What happened on your Halloween? Well, I maybe I should have tried my makeup before. I was going for a zombie carnival barker, but then <laughs> as I started to put on the makeup for the first time, it started to look a little puppy dogish. And my wife and daughter were giving me Paw Patrol, and I couldn't, and I had to just take it the f- off, because, <laughs> god damn it, that's not what I went for. And so this whole costume just sort of disintegrated right before my eyes. I just ended up walking out the door with a top hat. But- <clears throat> oh, buddy. You're like, I'm trying to look
0: cool and scary, and you're telling me <laughs> I look like Paw Patrol? <laughs> I love it. That was it. basically it, yeah. How dare you? How dare it's you? It's fantastic. Oh my god!
1: Frustrated costume, Bryce. You know, you know, he wadded something up and threw it across the room. You know that happened for <laughs> sure. Uh, so, at our live show, we're also going to have made available limited passes. Uh, you can grab while supplies last to meet and greet our very own Bryce O. Johnson after the show. I mm-hmm. did this last year in 2021 uh after our halloween show it was a lot of fun you get like five minutes with the with with our listeners face to face you and bryce you and your loved one and bryce um it's a lot of fun so uh follow us on instagram at bigfoot collectors club for more info and updates we're we're ending
2: the year with a live show we are so excited so excited to be doing this. Can't wait to get into uh, into the room with you guys and, and chat with you. This is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and I know that uh, there were some little ticketing issues and things with the last one, but we want you guys to be rest assured everything has been smoothed out. We have got this thing buttoned up and we had so much fun with the last live show and I... I, I, I can only imagine that this one's going to be even better. Yeah,
1: The last show went off without a hitch. The only thing that happened was our Bullshit or Believe It guest fell over in his chair, and that was
0: comedy. <laughs> a truly a legendary It was the moment. only thing yeah. that went
1: wrong. Everything else was wonderful. Uh, so make sure, mark your calendars. We're doing it on a Friday night. So for those of you who have to get up, uh, and work on a weekday morning. Hopefully this makes it a little bit easier, so you don't have to... I know some of you guys work on Saturday, obviously, but hopefully this should be a, li- should be a little easier um, yeah. than doing it on a Wednesday night. We're so excited. Popsylounge.com. You'll be able to find tickets. Check them out. Follow us on Instagram. We'll give you more information as well. Okay. Get ready, Riley. It's been a minute since we checked on what's happening out there in the world of weird. Let's catch up with some
0: VCC
1: News. news. All right, we've got one Bigfoot-ish story and a couple UFO stories for you guys this week. This first one comes from the Philadelphia Inquirer, and this is really more Bigfoot fan-related, but I appreciate this story nonetheless, and there's a little bit of a mystery to it. Uh, official-looking Bigfoot warnings dot Pennsylvania's state parks. Who put them there? To those mm-hmm. who might believe the Bigfoot signs, state officials say there is a big hint as to their legitimacy. Over the past summer, posters bearing an official-looking impromptu of the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and National Resources started showing up stapled to trees in many of the state's parks, warning that a quote-unquote creature resembling Bigfoot had been spotted nearby.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: This is great. The posters advise parkgoers to show etiquette and to be cautious. There have been enough posters plastered around and enough social media posts about them that the DCNR has been forced to respond. These signs were not posted by the DCNR. Agency spokesperson Wesley Robinson wrote in a statement to the Inquirer, he added, "Bigfoot is not real," with a tongue-in-cheek disclaimer saying that his opinion, uh that this is his opinion and not an official statement. <laughs> the note on the poster's reads in full, <laughs> printed in all capital letters and repeated in Spanish, uh Bryce t- read it for us, please.
2: Warning Due to encounters in the area of a creature resembling Bigfoot, we are instructing all park visitors to observe elevated park etiquette. Be cautious of your surroundings and to keep the location of any small children or pets within a tighter scope of awareness. Do not approach the creature. Report any sightings to a ranger, front office, or to the DCNR Office of Missing Persons. Do not post sightings on social media.
1: One of the many signs about Bigfoot that have been posted anonymously in Pennsylvania State Parks beginning in the summer of 2022 with an official-looking State Department of Conservation Natural Resources letterhead. The DCNR, however, says it's not posting the signs. To those who might believe the signs, Robinson said that there is a telltale giveaway that might be obvious to some. There is no Office of Missing Persons within mm. the DCNR. Uh. But, of course, as we all know, Bryce thinks there maybe there should be.
2: Uh, yeah, it'd be nice to have some public record of the people that go missing in our national parks, but (laughs) who needs that stuff?
1: (laughs) We have seen them at parks and forests since the late summer, he said of the posters, they were removed when they were reported or found by staff because they have not been authorized by the DCNR. Robinson said his staff has found the signs at many parks but doesn't know exactly how many. However, he noted that the DCNR does recognize the public's interest in the myth of Bigfoot and other similar cryptids. Some parks will engage with fun programming around those tales. That has nothing to do with the unauthorized signs, he said. Pennsylvania has seen a resurgence in recent years of Bigfoot belief. (laughs) According to the Bigfoot field researchers... Organization. Well, yeah. Sorry, guys. That's our fault. That's my bad. (laughs) Uh, The BFRO, their database, there have been what the group labels as 124 credible Sasquatch sightings in Pennsylvania, ranking it 12th in most sightings of all states, with some as recently as this year. Washington is tops, obviously, with 708, followed by California, 459. And then guess what, guys? Florida at 337. (laughs)
2: Skunk ape? Ape. Skunk
0: ape. Yeah, skunk
1: ape. I'm surprised. (laughs) Pennsylvania never really comes up, I don't think, when we talk about Bigfoot, but it should. I went to school out there. There's tons of forests and mountains out there. Oh, man. Yeah. The BFRO says that Sasquatch sightings have occurred for 400 years, with people reporting that they've seen large hair-covered man-like animals in the wilderness areas of North America and that the sightings continue today. Uh uh there you go. That's basically everything else is a Bigfoot lesson. Uh I love that the mystery remains unsolved. Who or what is putting up the warnings? Hopefully a listener of this show. If you are, I say keep at it, please, dear clubs (laughs) guy.
0: Yeah. And I want to say to the DCNR, if if you're listening and you're you're looking to do some fun programming around these tales, maybe uh holler at your boys.
1: Yeah, hit up your boys, your BCC boys. We'll have a little campfire sing along. Yeah, you know, just thinking. Riley starts singing Nico. All the kids cry. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> It'll be amazing.
1: Here's a song about Bigfoot and how lonely he is.
0: I've oh. been out walking. <laughs> you know, it's actually a Jackson Brown song. Technically.
1: Well, that's true. I guess Nico covered it.
0: I'll do the I'll do the Nico version for for Bigfoot.
1: It's honestly Nico sounds more like Bigfoot than Jackson Brown.
0: That's a good point. Yeah.
1: That's all. That's all I meant. Okay. <laughs> I've been scolded. I know you know more about, about music than I do. Oh, not no. For oh, no. Me. How I dare just,
0: you, suck I just music knowledge gate kept you. I'm no, sorry. No, that's fine.
1: That's great. <laughs> it, no, you were correct. It's Jackson Brown. I stand corrected. All right. Keep it up. I want more signs like this all across the country. Everyone, please. And I like that it's polite. Use etiquette and, uh, you know, just be on alert. It's nice. Yeah, it's, not, it's nice. It's not mean. No one's doing anything mean here.
2: No, no. Just, just, just good, yourself. harmless fun. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we got another one here from the New York Times. <laughs> oh, baby, <lady. laughs> um, legit! Yeah. Philadelphia
1: Inquirer, New York Times. We've got yeah, legit. We're, uh,
2: <laughs> stepping up the game here uh, with a subheadline of many military UFO reports are just foreign spying or airborne trash. What says? Julian have you e. have you seen
1: this yet, Bryce? Before no. tonight's show?
2: Oh boy! No. We got, so we're going to fly off this. the cuff here. Forget space aliens or hypersonic technology. Classified assessments show that many episodes have ordinary explanations. Yeah, well, no shit. Government officials believe that surveillance operations by foreign powers and weather balloons or other airborne clutter explain most recent incidents of unidentified aerial phenomena. Governments speak for UFOs, as well as many episodes in past years The sightings have puzzled the Pentagon and intelligence agencies for years, fueling theories about visiting space aliens and spying by a hostile nation using advanced technology. But government officials say many of the incidents have far more ordinary explanations. Okay, Intelligence agencies are set to deliver a classified document to Congress, updating a report made public last year that said nearly all the incidents remain unexplained. The original document looked at 144 incidents between 04 and 2021 that were reported by U.S. government sources, mostly American military personnel.
1: I'm just going to interject here and say that's where we kind of left off last last May. And now this is this is coming on the heels of that report. Like this is basically what the what the research has been uh, looking into over the
2: past six months. Mm, great, great. Yeah, that's good context. This article is based on interviews with American officials familiar with the findings of the Pentagon and intel- intelligence agencies. Examination of the incidents highlighted the officials. Spoke I, I on highlighted
1: the convi- these just so you know. They, they, did oh, you did great. you just highlight
0: uh, that so he'd see there was a highlighted portion and keep reading. Yeah, I just highlighted what was important.
2: <laughs> I want to include it in my news brief. As Michael highlights for Bryce, the official yeah. spoke <laughs> on the condition of anonymity to discuss the classified work. Michael continues his highlights. Some of the incidents have been formally attributed to Chinese surveillance and highlight with relatively ordinary drone technology. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, sure. Look, Keep going, keep going. We'll save save your opinion for the end. I want to jump off the swing. I've got a lot of hype here. I want to jump off the swing. I edited this for you. Keep going. We'll talk about it. 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 (laughs) Edited it. And others are also thought to be connected to Beijing. China, which has stolen plans for advanced fighter planes, wants to learn more about how the United States trains its military pilots, according to American officials. Highlighted by Michael, much of the information about the unidentified phenomena remains classified and highlight while Congress has been briefed on some of the conclusions about foreign surveillance, Pentagon officials have kept most of the work secret in large measure, because they don't want China or other countries to know that their efforts to spy on the American military were detected. Hmm. I guess that makes sense, but such official secrecy comes at a cost allowing conspiracy theories about government lies to thrive unchecked. Yes, true. Sue Gaug, A Defense Department spokeswoman said the Pentagon remains committed to principles of openness, but must balance that with its, quote, its obligation to protect sensitive information, sources and methods, end quote. While the Pentagon will not rush to conclusions in our analysis, Mrs. Gouge said, no single explanation addresses the majority of unidentified aerial phenomena reports. Well, John Tenney could have told you that. We are collecting as much data as we can, following the data where it leads, and we'll share our findings whenever possible, she said. All right. So there's Good it. job, yeah. Bryce. Thank mm-hmm. you. I made it. I think that's the first article you I made it, it
0: through. Yeah.
1: And I cut about three paragraphs out of it. We'll put a link in the show notes so you guys can read the whole thing. But that's really the overall message. So, all right. You know, hot takes, yeah. Bryce. Go for it.
2: The Project Blue Book taught us all this right out of their entire case files. It wasn't the ones that, you know, sort of we identified as as balloons or trash or Venus or other stuff. It was the it was the 10 percent that we went unexplained. That's the stuff we're interested in. This is we get it. And I think this is an important article to come out of The New York Times and check the unchecked conspiracy theorists. Yeah. This is important. Uh, Well, I think more
1: specifically, like when they set up the new Pentagon agency to look into those leftover 144 reports, there's now saying out of those, we think a majority of those might also be space clutter, all this other stuff. But the key takeaway here is like there's some Chinese espionage involved and they don't want to get into too much about that. So there right, is that right. we can then put, okay, some percentage of it is, like, some spying going on that we w- that I think all of us have accounted for, like, spy drones and all that shit. But there's still, there's still... Uh, I-
2: I'd like the military to weigh in because if if there's any fans that listen in in military-wise, I think the drone spy game is sort of uh, uh, imagined by the public. I don't think it's – But this is coming uh,
1: from officials who are – are talking in an anon- from anonymous you know as an anonymous yeah, resource i guess that makes.
2: i guess that makes sense if there is if those are acts of war am i wrong like sent uh spying over uh, i don't think it's necessarily an act of
1: <laughs> war i don't know i don't know those no, i mean we're not. spying on them too about. that's yeah, what that they're saying really. yeah. it's like also they don't want to talk about it because we're also everyone's spying on everybody we know that There's, yeah we yeah, all yeah, got satellites yeah, yeah.
0: There's I a think global if you're, cold, cold war going on yeah. all the time with spying yeah, and good, hacking. Yeah, like, and it's, it, it's right. just, it's always going on in the background. Yeah. <sighs> Way but to say it. Yeah. Shit. Much
1: of the information about unidentified phenomena remains classified. That's key. And no single explanation addresses the majority of unidentified aerial phenomenon reports. So that's yeah. also key. <laughs> so this yeah. is all like when we got excited, we had Ryan Sprague on. We talked about like, okay, what comes next? this is what's next this is sort of like okay there's some stuff here we can explain some of this even some of the stuff that we couldn't explain also saying this is spying is going to get more funding for this so everyone should be okay with that
0: right and then they're still
1: leaving the door open to be like and there's some other shit that we don't know what's out there right yeah it's walking it's walking the hype back a little bit but if you read between the lines they're still saying we don't know what some of this shit is (laughs)
2: Right, right. Yeah. And and no su- no surprise there, right? Because this is what we've been talking about for the last 4 years is this stuff has been going on for centuries. Thousands of years people have been experiencing this type of phenomena. You think, you know, just because of a hot New York Times article uh, in in December of 2017 and a and a few undisclosed uh military budgets are going to get to the bottom of what's really taking place? No fucking way, man. These aren't just spaceships from Zeta Reticuli spying on us. There's something else Way more deep going on here. Interdimensionally deep, hyperspace deep stuff is going on here. You know, they're they're not going to get to the bottom of this thing.
1: And I'm saying, too, like I saw a lot of hype on the UFO circle of like, they're lying. They're full of shit. I'm like, (laughs) guys, they're still saying we don't know what some of this shit is. (laughs) And the spying stuff is good for funding. So everyone just hang tight.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good spin, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I like your your perspective.
1: It's going to come. Uh, We're going to get more good stuff. We're never going to get everything, just saying. All right. Well, now let's look at the other end of the news spectrum. This is from the New York Post, Uh, but about a legitimate subject that we're going to talk a lot about uh, this week. Filmmaker claims video exists of captured alien creature from 1996 Brazil UFO incident. This is by Frank Chung at news.com.au. A bizarre UFO case dubbed Brazil's Roswell has set the internet abuzz amid rumors that video of a captured creature may exist and, sh- and could soon be released. The so-called Virginia incident, an alleged UFO crash, extra- cr- extraterrestrial encounter, and subsequent military cover-up made global headlines in 1996 and sparked a media frenzy in Brazil despite official government denials that anything unusual had occurred. Now, Bryce, are you familiar with this case? Yes. Okay. It remains one of the country's most famous UFO cases and sparked a wave of UFO tourism to Virginia, and where many residents to this day insist the Brazilian military captured two, two alien beings and threatened locals to keep quiet. More than a quarter century later, interest in the case has been renewed after the release of a documentary, Moment of Contact, which, which sees filmmaker James Fox return to the small town in the southwest state of Minas Gerias to interview eyewitnesses, experts, and officials. In January 96, locals in Virginia reported seeing a strange cigar-shaped object about the size of a school bus slow, slowly falling from the sky and crash in a field. The centerpiece of the film is an interview with an anonymous whistleblower dubbed Military X, who claims to have been involved in transporting the body of a creature from Humanitas Hospital in Virginia to ESA Army Base. Here we go again. There were doctors, people carrying clipboards, analyzing. It looked like they all seemed scared of it. And when I looked, I saw something different, a different creature with the skin very oily, a lot of oil, like silicone. Seeing that I got scared. Military X told Fox that one uh, – James Fox, not the network – that one soldier present had a film camera and that there was for sure video in possession of the government. All right. Well, hmm. it's <clears throat> very fun that I stumbled across this. Uh, any immediate reactions without going too much into the history of the case, Bryce?
2: Oh, no. I, I only know surface-level stuff. I just – I know Brazil is like – they were like a big UFO hotspot country for the longest time. They always have been, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. like there was always great videos coming out of Brazil. You just you knew there was something of interest there.
0: Don't well, they have
2: that massive? Uh- like dish yes. to the the radio array
0: dish. Isn't that in Brazil somewhere?
2: Oh, that's um, the Sedi the dish? Aribo the Aribo telescope. That's in that's Puerto it. Rico. I, th- I think. Oh, where is that?
1: Yeah. Puerto Rico. That. That's the one that collapsed.
0: That's, mm. Puerto Rico is not Brazil.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what? It's fine. And Nico is not Jackson Brown. See, it happens to everyone.
0: Bryce. <laughs> All right. <where's>
1: Bryce? right? <laughs> Damn it. You're not, you're not price. Uh, well, I'm excited about this story because I was already researching this very story for this week's story of high strangeness when I was looking up BCC News and discovered that this documentary about this very subject just came out. I, of course, Mm. watched that. So I have a lot to say about this whole subject, and we're going to get into it right after this break.
0: And we're back. And uh, just to uh, correct myself here, there is a space radio telescope that I was thinking about that is in Brazil. It's called the Northeastern Space Radio Observatory. It's not the one in Puerto Rico you guys were talking mm. about. So we're both right?
1: Everyone's right. Everyone's, Everyone's right. Everyone's
0: right. I always
2: Everyone's used to right love Terrence, Terrence McKenna's take on on the... Uh, On the Arecibo telescope, he's like, these idiots are looking for aliens with their radio waves. When meanwhile, it's it's covered on the ground floor in cow dung, right there at their fingertips. All they need to do is pick the mushrooms off of it and eat it, and they'll see their aliens.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, he was like oh, they're looking in the in wrong there. spot. <laughs> they're like we sent you guys a message, did you not get <laughs> it? <laughs> totally different transmedium, right? Yeah, we're waiting for a fax, and they sent it to us broadband. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into this week's story of high strangeness that uh, we queued up over in BCC News. So I've made brief mention on the show recently that I've been in a bit of a nineties mood lately. I've uh, fallen back into some of my creature comforts of my youth. I'm binging Seinfeld. I've been putting Dave Matthews band on heavy repeat lately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Some of my fondest memories of the mid 90s include basking in the conspiracy fueled glow of the X Files and sleepless nights where I would lay wide eyed awake in bed wondering if I were about to be abducted by aliens.
2: So, (laughs) we've already done this. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, right. Sorry. (laughs)
1: I'm really the one that's in my head right now is
2: crazy how
1: it feels tonight crazy how you make it all all right love so just put that on like, sorry. Was, I, what if i instead I'm of so like sorry. riley doing music we just played crush
0: no. by dave matthews no for this no. whole story Please, God, no. <laughs>
1: Smoking,
2: drinking, feeling fine. Um, all right. <laughs> back to UFOs. Back to UFOs. Yeah, so it's no to surprise to
1: me that while t- turning to one of my favorite UFO resource materials here in my corner of the virtual clubhouse, UFO witness, an illustrated dossier of alien encounters by Peter Brooksmith, yeah, Brookskith, my <laughs> attention was drawn to this uh it is brook smith uh skith was a typo of course my attention was drawn to this crazy ufo crash story out of brazil in the mid 90s and i was further buoyed by my discover that this story was circulating in the news and a new documentary moment of contact had just been released within within weeks it was october 18th this was meant to be so love it join me boys and Club Scouts as we go back in time to the 1990s when aliens and government cover-ups were all oh. the rage. It oh. feels so right! This is the story of the Virginia UFO crash.
0: Virginia.
1: Now, let's go. Let's do a little UFO files
0: opening here. Where? Virginia, Brazil, 1996. Encounter type. Alleged UFO. And two UFO occupants, resulting in a military
1: cover-up. On January 13th, 1996, in Virginia, Brazil, a married couple, farmers Oralina and Eurico de Freitas, were alerted to some trouble on their pasture located on the edge of town. Their cattle were startled and began rushing around the pasture, calling out. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what cows did. <laughs> They're not braying. Bellow? Bellowing? Calling out. How about just mooing? Hey! There's something (laughs) weird happening.
2: I like calling out. The Freitas
1: went to investigate what had agitated their herd (laughs) when they looked up and saw a long, white, cigar-shaped object the size of a small school bus rocketing overhead and a plume of white smoke trailing in its wake. This is the key. The smoke was white. It wasn't gray. It wasn't black. Everybody said the smoke was white, which Mm. is kind of weird. The craft was moving at what looked to be a control speed and adjusting its height up and down as if it were trying to pull out of a crash landing. The couple watched it curve around the sky, then quickly descend into the earth beyond a ridge. They loud bang. At that very same moment, on the other side of the farm, unknown at the time to the De fritas there was a third witness watching the same elongated white craft try to wrench itself out of a collision course with the earth. Carlos de Sousa watched with concern as the falling object made a turn mid-fall headed towards a strip of pasture and DeSalsa could see where the back half of the craft had been shredded lengthwise down uh, its hole, and a plume of, again, white smoke poured out. These are two different witnesses that did not know each other. White smoke pouring out, releasing a very stinky smell that was reminiscent of sulfur and ammonia. A lot of people can compared it to rotten eggs. Looking back on the incident years later, DeSausa told investigative journalist James Fox,
2: It was floating and slowly losing altitude, he said at the time. It looked like a washing machine struggling, fighting to keep its altitude. The side of it was completely torn, and it had white smoke coming out. It wasn't black smoke, like from a fire. At the time, I thought it was like an aircraft in trouble, an airplane, so I decided to Salsa hopped in his car and
1: sped down a country road towards the crash site. He got out and spotted a ring of fire burning in the pasture. And bits of white metal, the thickness of alum- aluminum foil, were scattered everywhere. Remnants of the craft had been kicked across the ground. The smell was so rotten that DeSalsa covered his nose and mouth with the collar of his shirt. He bent down to pick up one of the pieces of debris, about the size of a car fender, and he found it to be extremely light and malleable when crumpled up the material in his hands and and let go it would bounce back into shape
2: all right boys, is this ringing any come bells on. uh yeah come on this is the roswell roswell uh memory metal. memory metal yep you know mm-hmm. and this is that which exactly. took place in 67 so we're talking 30 years later this So what, the technology hasn't evolved, or this is a repeat? Wait, Roswell is 47. 47, yeah, even further back. So this is like 50 years later. Yes, thank you, Michael. 50 years. Uh, This is so strange. This is so, so strange because this is like a repeat incident. And, and there's
1: a lot of similarities. Really, it yes. is. When they talk about it being Brazil's Roswell, it's very, very similar, as we're going to get into. But he was like, yeah, super light. It looked like uh, the, the the thickness of aluminum foil. You would crumple it up, and you could wad it up into a ball and let go, and it'd be like, boom, and bounce back wow. into shape. Again, Weird. I don't know how this stuff can, like, blow up and be torn if it's if it can, you know, shapeshift or shape be put back <laughs> into shape, but... You know, what am I, yeah, a UFO don't, scientist? Don't, don't think
0: about it too hard. Yeah, just, just you know, let that be. All
1: cool. right. So according to DeSausa, within moments, there were military police and vehicles on the scene. Offering his help, DeSausa was shocked when one of the MPs held a rifle to his face and told him to leave and forget what he saw. DeSausa gave up, did as he was told, and drove away. Over the course of the next week, there was a big military presence in Virginia. typically mid-sized suburban city wasn't used to all the military trucks coming and going and uh, it didn't take long for citizens to realize something was going on on saturday january 20th about a week after the ufo crash three girls sisters lillianne and valkyra fatima silva and their friend katia andrade xavier ages ranging from ages 14 to 22 were walking through a vacant lot on their way home when they caught a glimpse of a small, sad creature huddled Mm. up against a nearby wall less than 10 feet from where they stood. According to the girls, the being was brown in color with a large, oversized head and large red eyes. Across its forehead was a row of three round stumps or knots... Maybe some people do interpret them as horns. The breathing, uh, sad creature looked sick, and it was ho- a hot day. And one of the girls remarked on how it appeared to be trying to shield itself from the sun. Aww, the being was two to three yeah. feet tall and had oily skin. And Katya later told reporters that the being was not dissimilar to that, the outward appearance of a human heart. Katya later told reporters it wasn't a man or an animal it was something different <sighs> terrified that pictures. they were encountered yeah look at these so there's some pictures you can look at what they what they uh how they described it uh pretty wild
0: the great drawings very good I drawings. like the perspective yeah it's really nice
1: it's sort of a cross between a gray E.T. and like a little devil yeah, yeah little it horns.
0: does have has demon quality yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like a cute, that's like a cute little devil. I would hang out. with They him. said
1: it was sad yeah, totally. and it was shaking and it was like sitting there breathing and like, Ugh. hey buddy, it was, hey
2: buddy, you okay? <laughs> you okay? Yeah. You want a water? Come on, you want, want some water? Demon? A little bit of water. A little
1: sad, idea. panting, hot creature. So Bryce, you kn- you hit the nail on the head. Terrified that they were encountering a demon. These were Catholic schoolgirls, after all. Mm-hmm. The girls ran screaming to the Silva sister's mother, who dragged them back to the lot where they had encountered the creature, but the being was gone. However, it left behind two notable traces of evidence, a strong rotten egg smell, and strange two-toed tracks. The feet were described as being like just two really long, thick fingers.
2: Why does it always end like that? They go to get somebody, and they come back, and it's gone, like straight out of a movie. Like, that's how movie cuts are done. You know what I mean? It doesn't happen in the Flatwood Monsters. It happens here. It's, like, so weird, man. Yeah, but if
1: you're an alien on the
2: run and you're seen, you're not going to stay in that (laughs) hiding spot. Uh, Alien on the run, BJ and the Shadow Bats. Thank you. You The
1: girl's mother was baffled. They had certainly seen something. Something had been there, but what was it? So, there's a really cool part of this story uh, where there was some possible MIB involvement. Uh, the There were Americans suppo- supposedly showed up the week all of this went down, knocked on the door of the Silva's home, spoke to the mother, and one guy was dressed in black, and then there was another guy dressed as a civilian. She swears they were both American, and they were like, hey, we'll give you a lot of money if you shut up and never talk about this again, and, and say because the press was swooping in and they were like making immediately making like news specials about this whole thing. This whole thing blew up. And the mother was like, I'm not going to take money to say that my girls are liars because I don't think they're lying and I don't want to be a liar. So fuck off. And then they, those guys left. And then there was another family that uh, they're in the documentary and this other family doesn't want to go on record. They don't show their face. They're like a prominent family. Like the father's like a doctor or something. I don't know if he's a doctor, but they just said prominent. Um, and they were like, on that Saturday that the girls reported this creature, they say they saw a glowing red disc floating around Virginia as if it were looking for something. And they stared at this thing for 15 minutes. hmm Whoa, but they didn't want to go on record about it because they didn't want to be made fun of. So there's right. apparently some glowing red discs searching the area during this time as well. I wonder if that was his little buddies looking
0: for him, trying to pick That's him back up. That's what I think. Yeah, right, yeah, totally.
1: So shortly after the chance encounter with the creature and the girls, military personnel arrived in that portion of the neighborhood, <laughs> sanctioned that quarter of the the houses housing block off where the being had been seen. Allegedly, two military police officers patrolling the area stumbled across the creature as it was running across the road, making headway for a less urban area. A twenty-three-year-old MP by the name of Marco Charace allegedly caught the fleeing entity with his bare hands, which then got them covered with the strange oily
2: substance. Shot the front door. You're saying this guy bare captures hands.
1: the guy? Yeah, Come he grabs on. the little thing and he's like, you're coming with me. They put him in the truck. He's catching <laughs> this thing with his bare hands. And then Finally, he's like, what we is could this get gross- one of these things. What is-? And then he's like, what's this gross, oily substance all over? So the <laughs> Explain enemies, the oil! <laughs> they bring it, they put the being in the truck, they drove it to the local hospital, and according to the story, the being was the second one caught that day. Earlier what? that morning, another entity matching its description was allegedly caught with a net by the fire department after local residents had been reporting seeing a strange animal or creature down in the woods behind their houses over the course of the previous week.
0: Wow. Getting it, it done. It, capturing also, these things. This is like cartoonish the way they're capturing <laughs> yeah, though. It's like ET. It's like going after like a greased pig and then they have this like giant net. That's like that's yep. very it's, it's ridiculous. Get in the back, buddy.
1: Well, <laughs> what's cool about this story is it's sort of the difference between Roswell happening in 1947 and then something happening right. in 1996.
0: Right, like right. Mm. it's
1: it's a lot. One, it's a lot harder to keep the stuff secret because it was actually happening in a very populated area, not out in Corona where there was just mm-hmm. a ranch. Um, so it really is like if the Roswell crash happened in a in a town, and Gosh. people all knew each other, and people all started talking, so they're like. I guess this also happened in Roswell a little bit too, right? Where like Mac Brazel came to town, told everybody what he saw, and then everyone was saying there's something going on here. And I think there, you know, there were also those stories that like allegedly one of the creatures ran away from the military base at Roswell and was running through the neighborhoods there as well. Right, Um, right. I remember that. So, But this is all kind of like happening in real time. People are talking about it. They're all kind of freaking It's all over the course of a week. Um, and if you take all these little accounts and um, uh, Stanton Friedman points this out, it's like if you, if you take the account, the account of the UFO crash, if you take the account of the little girls and the alien and all this other stuff and, and what's going to happen to this MP, you start putting it all together, you get a picture of what's happening. And it's the, it's the picture of a, of a craft with occupants crash landing and its survivors being taken by the military.
0: The Wall Street. And, and can we just, can we just yeah. pause before we move on? So, is there any, like, um, sort of photos or documentation of these captured beings at all? No, or, well, is, like, what so, is the source of, of saying that they were captured and brought to the hospital and all that?
1: All of these rumors were being told to other civilians. and Like, these girls saw the creature, and then this guy, Marco, you're going to find out how the story about the captured alien gets out in just a moment. Okay, I'm getting right. there.
0: Okay, carry
1: well, on. All these people are real people, and a lot of them are still alive and will go on record and do in this movie. But you can read it as far back as, for example, in June of, ni- of, of 20th, 1996, the Wall Street Journal wrote a story about the incident. Now, of course, Wall Street Journal, conservative paper, they were very skeptical, and they're like, listen to this nonsense. These people think they saw an alien in Brazil. And it was interesting because their angle is also about – they had the opposite thing happening again this is the difference between 1947 and 1996 we trusted our government right after world war ii so when they were like it was just a weather balloon everyone was like okay until a generation later when people started to go hey wait a minute what's up with this flying saucer thing why did people believe this weather Mm. balloon bullshit it took a generation later before people started digging back into it the military comes in says nothing to see here folks we're just running some routine exercises and immediately everyone in town is like fuck you we know you're lying we've been talking to our neighbors people are seeing weird shit these little girls saw a creature something is going on here and the reason behind that is at this time in brazil no one trusted the no one trusted the military and nobody trusted the government as wall street journal writes in this story bryce i'll read this To some extent, the army is paying for past sins. During an oppressive 20-year dictatorship ending in 1985, the Brazilian military eliminated any number of earthbound political enemies by disappearing them. If the army was capable of liquidating human beings without a trace, locals ask, why couldn't it carry such a dirty war to outer space? In truth, the current cash-strapped incarnation of Brazil's army poses little threat to anyone. Least of all, an enemy that might have any ray guns. In some <laughs> training exercises, Brazilian troops have been reduced to pointing their rifles and shouting bang in order to save ammo. All right. That's from the Wall Street Journal in 1996. And I leave this in here, A, to talk about the distrust of the government at the time, the military at the time, why everyone was willing to go, fuck that, this is a cover up. And then also what might have played out in terms of the Brazilian military being strapped for cash. So, apparently the beings were taken to a local hospital, which was commandeered by the army, and x-rayed and examined. Allegedly, one of the civilian hospital workers saw glimpses of the bodies. Uh, a guy who ran the x-ray machine was allowed to x-ray the thing, and but then was later not allowed to look at the x-rays, and they were like thank you you're welcome go on this guy's on record he actually I think is, on, is in the documentary um, and so again we sort of have the, the people at the local hospital being like what are these weird bodies that are here right the bodies were then allegedly collected and shipped by truck to a base in Campinas where they were tr- in turn handed over to guess who the US government mm. or so the story goes now, before you call bullshit, let's talk about Marco Charest, the MP who allegedly caught the vacant lot creature with his bare hands. Over the course of the next month, he developed a strange bacterial infection that doctors could not identify. The infection grew worse and worse. And when it, when he was near death, Marco began to tell his wife and mother and sister that he handled this creature, and that's how he got infected. Wow. He was trying to tell people, this is what happened because he was trying to save his own life. And the doctors Whoa. were unable to find effective treatment. He did die shortly after that. And the cause Whoa. of his death was, it's an unknown bacterial infection. And wow. his mom, his sister, and his wife never got answers as to what happened. And he that really didn't wild. talk much about it because he was under orders by the military to keep quiet. But that's how the story about them catching uh, the the alien came out. Mm. Jeez. So, The story blew up in the press. UFO researchers from Brazil and American researchers like Roger Lear spent the next few years investigating and talking to eyewitnesses. Roger Lear collected about 14 eyewitnesses in all between firemen, military, and the girls and local people that all said they saw some weird shit or saw a creature or reported a creature. Um, Many of the military personnel involved were restationed to different places, never came back or they simply refused to break their silence on what happened that day. But predictably, the military denied that any cover-up was taking place, yet they really gave no real explanation as to what they had been doing in Virginia that day, or that week. But what if I told you that on January 13th, the day the alleged crash occurred, the Brazilian government was contacted by NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, alerting them that a foreign object had entered their airspace over Virginia. Something fell from the sky that night. And what I think happened was the Americans got onto it. They contacted the military. The broke Brazilian military was basically like, yeah, if you give us money, we'll let you yeah, keep H- these things.
2: Fuck yeah. They rolled in, <laughs> yeah. in a, with a fucking suitcase full of cash. Yeah. Yeah. They bought <clears> them.
1: <throat> they bought them and they took them. Because they were like, they also talk about how uh, in the documentary and then in the, some of the stuff that I researched, there was like, there's no infrastructure for them to like they didn't know what to
2: do with this shit. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So and they're they, like, hey you didn't touch them, did you? You didn't get your hands on him, did you? Okay, good. <laughs> so although
1: many of the eyewitnesses, like the three girls, were mocked, humiliated, and threatened to keep quiet, the story remains one of the most captivating and entertaining mm-hmm. UFO stories to date. If you guys want <clears throat> to check out the documentary, it's a it it, it it's a really good perspective on the story gets into a lot more conspiracy theory. It gets into that guy military X who says he saw a body. They talk to living witnesses. It's pretty compelling. Um, but yeah, you can check out the story in the UFO witness sightings. It's, you know, art, there are tons of articles out there about it. This is, you know, this is something that we could probably do, excuse me, a real deep dive on, but as a just weekly story of high strangeness, I thought this one was pretty juicy. So. Guys, Man. I ask you, what the hell was that?
0: It's 90s Roswell is what that was. <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Damn, I, sounds like something crashed. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I've never heard of this. How did I How did I miss this?
1: I think we just don't hear about it because it doesn't take place here in America most of the time. Uh, you know what I mean? We right. get the American stories the most and the most frequent, um, but... I think in this next era of BCC, I'm really going to be looking more into central and South America for some, because they have some wild stories that are pretty Mm. cool. And you go, yeah, this story now a skeptic would say, okay, the Roswell incident was popular in the nineties around this time. And maybe mass hysteria, people are like, there's an alien it's happening here. You know what I mean?
0: Mm, Sure. Some of those
1: details about Roswell were available. (laughs) in in various media so they could have gotten the memory medal from that they could have had this stuff but i don't know when you hear some of these witnesses on camera when you read some of their quotes They're you convincing. can tell that something yeah. happened and enough people are reporting similar shit that you're like mm-hmm. okay this does kind of all add up to something going on here
2: yeah, yeah. man i i uh... Just when I think like, I'm like, oh, I think I've got a handle on it. Like I hear a case like this and I go back to like, okay, this stuff is obviously so physical. There are obviously pilots. People are touching these things, getting infected from th- these things. What are they? Where do they come from? You know, I had this thought like, what if there's sort of like three unif- three universes competing for the most reality space? And in one, it's sort of infested with these Bigfoot creatures. We're in this universe that, that we inhabit. And then there's this other one with all these little aliens. And And every now and then, we'll crisscross into each other's space. For instance, a Bigfoot will cross our path and or maybe take one of us into, the, into that Bigfoot reality space. And I, I don't know, just what the fuck is going on
0: here, Michael? i don't know (laughs) tell us i don't know i mean no one does right that's 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 why we can do this show for another five years because i mean look if they actually caught something like a little creature like that of course
2: u.s hands are going to be all over it as well as other hands too british uh you know i mean listen, listen if the this stuff gets passed around right and it I don't want to be that guy they're like there's a lot the government knows it's not telling us but I do believe that but uh I don't know just do they have bodies what is going I ah what a
0: great story man Brazil's a hot spot it it really does make you wonder like were these beings really like traded between nations like did that actually happen is that a real is that a real part of the story it's like it's always so hard to know sort of like where the line is right like the witnesses sound very credible it's like why would this nice catholic family make up the alien thing and stick to the story like that it's like that's very that's a very credible eyewitness thing and then you start getting into government witnesses and and things get a little murkier and then you get into sort of stories of you know Mm. know, smoking smoking man in the dark room kind of trading aliens things you're like i don't know but yeah i mean is the is the norad warning is that documented like that's uh that's something that can be verified that's
1: like i mean they that's what the the story is like hey there's something in your airspace
0: so i mean there's that right like that's a a pretty i mean part
1: look part of this is legend obviously just like roswell is partly legend you know what i mean but there are a lot of people the other thing was in real time as opposed to just a Story being printed once in a local paper, the news was covering this sort of as it was happening. There were like three TV specials made about it. So they're talking to witnesses in real time. There's a there's there's news coverage of the the like military brass being like literally saying, I don't have to explain anything to you. I just told you what it was and I don't have to explain it. And he walks out of the room like That's it's awesome. all <laughs> happening in real time on camera. And it all just seems wow. like when I, when you see the footage of the military brass being like, the, pre- the press is like, you're, are you lying? Or are you lying to us? He's like, I don't have to tell you anything more. You just, all you have to do is believe me. And like, <laughs> walks away.
2: <laughs> and walks away.
0: <laughs>
1: you, you're kind of left like, well, either this guy is just really like, like, mishandling this public re- relations moment. Or he's almost out acting as if he's trying to psych out the people and maybe this whole thing is some weird military psyop you know right So, sure. like There's run a that. practice yeah. to see like what how would a town react to an to a mm. ufo crashing you know mm. i yeah, don't so. know it's weird it's just it's very weird and i think that because so many of the witnesses are still alive yeah you know that you know they're coming forward with their stories now 26 years later
2: well, you mentioned that re- UFO researcher, Roger Lear. We did a story on him on the Bigfoot Collectors yep. Club. Uh, Jeremy Lockyer Kenyon Corbell did his first film on Impatient 17. He was the foot doctor here out of Thousand Oaks who started taking implants out of people, performed over 17 different surgeries where he would pull this anomalous metamaterial out of people's bodies and and send them to accredited labs to come back only baffled and snafoozled. They would be like, "Whoa, we don't know what's in this. There's a lot of... Uh, You know, meteorite type shit. Anyway, he's also that guy that captured one of the most incredible UFO videos I've ever seen. It's that one where he took in Turkey where he zooms in and you can see the pilots. Remember the Mm -hmm. alien greys and their heads are moving around? Yep. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. So, I mean, look, I mean, there's some there's some people here that are a little bit worth their salt in this story. So it makes me think that there's something here. It's good stuff.
1: All right, everybody, I think we'll close the case book for this week. Uh, I want to remind everyone that with the holiday season coming up uh, and if you plan on shopping for gifts through Amazon, please use one of our BCC Amazon portals located in our link tree in the show notes of this episode or in our bio on Instagram at Bigfoot Collectors Mm -hmm. Club. If you shop through our link, it's exactly the same as if you do it on your own, but a small percentage of your purchase will go to support production of the show at zero extra cost to you. Also, there are a number of great BCC-related books and collectibles in our storefront. We just added Pop Magic uh, by Episode 221's guest, Alex Kazemi. So if you enjoyed that interview, you can find a copy of his book, uh, over on our Amazon storefront. And of course, you know, if you can shop local and shop small, do that too. I'm just saying, if yeah. you're going
0: to go to Amazon,
1: you might as well go through our portal, right? Man. It's just
0: one extra click. That's all
2: it
1: is.
0: That's yeah.
2: nothing. Yeah. it, it helps. extra click. Really enjoyed Alex's Pop Magic. You guys should check that book out. You guys can also support the show by just joining our Patreon, BCC The Other Side. It's only a $5 monthly pledge, and that's going to get you three exclusive bonus episodes every single month, plus plus access to our entire backlog of over 200 exclusive drops over here on our Patreon. Uh, It's a completely different show than the main feed. you got to see what we're doing over there. The other side is the parallel dimension to the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Walk through that portal. Just go ahead and walk through.
0: Patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. And I just want to remind you, as long as you're at that portal, there's one more portal beyond that is full Ooh. of music from the show and also ex- exclusive. It's a portal within a portal. It's, 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 uh, it's the interdimensional tier and uh nine bucks a month gets you all sorts of scores from the show. Some of my personal music as well as my musings and ramblings. So, uh, I, you know, I'm really, I'm, I'm doing my best to make it worth your while. And I, I have been hearing that people are enjoying, enjoying putting the music on uh, for their meditations Uh, people put it on for their Halloween parties. You know, it's it's, all sorts of fun, spooky stuff. So check that out. Give it a shot. Uh, Also, another fantastic way to support the show is by following, rating, and reviewing BCC on your favorite podcast app. It really does help. And if you write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we might read it on the show, like this one. Fun, entertaining, and great hosts. I just found this podcast, and I am absolutely hooked. The hosts have a great sense of humor, have entertaining insights into the paranormal and some really fascinating guests. The back and forth between the host and their guest is like sitting by the campfire, swapping stories and sipping whiskey with some great friends. Cheers, guys. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. That was from <laughs> TJ I know what Summers. talking about.
2: That's a person who knows what they're talking about. TJ Summer's mm-hmm. too. Cheers to you, our friend. Cheers to
0: you. Cheers to, Cheers you. you. Cheers to you. Yes. Cheers.
1: All right, don't forget to follow us on Instagram Pod. No epic uh, foot collectors club and on twitter epic <laughs> foot pod and on tiktok at Ooh. bcc podcast i'm still tinkering with what that will become but you might as well come join us i'm at mcmills on instagram and please oh please 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 if you enjoyed bcc check out my other podcast where i share personal hollywood stories
2: with other actors and creators called slate your name there you go. Follow me on my socials. I'm on Instagram at Mr. Bryce Johnson, and I'm on Twitter as well at Bryce O. Johnson. Hit me up. Let's start a dialogue.
0: I'm also on Instagram as Peace Drone, and I am also on Cameo uh, as myself. And um, I also, I just wanted to throw it out there. I know I'm sort of known for Spindrift, uh, but I'm also in two other bands. Uh, one of them's called Tomy. That's T-O-M-I. I play bass in that. Uh, we sort of describe it as... Uh, it's like if Bruce Springsteen was a lesbian in the 90s. That's uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam, our leader. Yeah, great. it's great. You'll love it. It's a really fun female-led band. It's a blast. Um, I also played drums in a band called Pom Poms. Um, so you can check that out too. That is just like a fun, saucy garage rock band. So, you know, check out some of my other music
1: great killer. don't forget about the live show also a reminder all three of us are on cameo if you're looking for a special gift this holiday season hit us up over there uh, you know what my brain is fried too much aliens too much too much aliens for for my brain this week I think that's it for this clubhouse session we are crossing over to the other side to discuss the new unsolved mystery season 3 episode paranormal rangers we got a lot of requests and a lot of uh, messages asking if we'd watched it Well, Mm. now we have, and we have a lot to say about it. If we don't see you there later this week, we'll see you back here next week. Until then, good night
2: and go get regressed.
0: Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, We say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single
1: Monday.